Welcome to Core Nourishment. I'm Annie Wagner, your host. This podcast is designed to empower, inspire, ignite presence, purpose, and intention in your day. Welcome back to the Core Nourishment Podcast. This is Annie Wagner, your host, and it is one of those perfect, glorious spring days here in New England. Sunny, beautiful, the birds are so happy. And I think with the expanding light as we approach the longest day of the year, I've just been feeling so enlivened, full of gratitude and energized. And especially around my podcast, it has been such a joy diving back into consistency with it and just having the opportunity to connect with so many inspiring people. So if you are interested in being a guest, please reach out. I would love to hear from you. You can find me at anniewagoner.com and on Facebook and Instagram at Core Nourishment. And if you haven't already done so, if you wouldn't mind heading on over to iTunes and offering a rating and a review, I would be so thankful. So episode 43, I absolutely cherished having the opportunity to interview Natalie Tilton. She is owner and doctor of physical therapy at Ability Allies and is super passionate about teaching and empowering people to move better, be stronger, and just feel their absolute best living their lives. She is also a mom, a wife, former Olympic qualifier field hockey player, Yes, I will say that again, former Olympic qualifier field hockey player, holy cow. And she is a freaking inspiring force in the Seacoast athlete and running community here. In this episode, she and I geek out. We talk all things anatomy, body mechanics. We talk about Forrest Gump and finding her spark, the meaning of her business name, field hockey, root causes, everything from dry needling to cupping, we talk about mindset, soul nourishment, and more. She is living her purpose and fulfilling her heart, taking powerful steps each day to provide the highest quality support for every individual that Natalie connects with. Again, this was such a joy. I really encourage you to tune in to this magnificent woman's story and her energy. And if you are interested in reaching out to Natalie, head on over to her website www.abilityallies.com. All right, we're rolling. Nice. I'm so glad you're here, Natalie. Oh, nice. So, So special. So, um, yeah, you're my first in-person podcast guest in a long time, and I'm so, so thankful because I absolutely love just landing. I mean, I, I've loved learning how to podcast through Zoom, and super easy, and I can literally interview anyone from all over, but there's something about really just landing in presence with someone um, in person and the energy, which just makes makes it even that much more magical. So thank you for coming. 100%. Thanks for having me. Yeah, we get to sip on tea and chat all about you. And I just want to dive into your story. So I think I mentioned this before, but one of my favorite questions to start with is really asking, like, what is nourishing you right now? What's lighting you up, giving you energy and fueling you? Yeah, this this week, especially, um, I've had an abundance of 
such positive feedback from patients. And really, I joke around with patients like, you know, this is this is literally what fuels me, what fuels my fire and, and like what you're saying, nourishing. So um, it, things have just been on point lately with with like patient care. So um, receiving these text messages from patients like I have um, a patient who is 41 weeks pregnant right now, having a lot of low back pain, SI pain and whatnot. And she texted me um, the other day saying she's slept the, the best that she's slept in probably about three months after oh gosh, two huge. of our sessions, right? So <laughs> after just two, after two sessions. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, it was, it's just phenomenal to have feedback like that. Um, another piece, uh, I've been working with this one woman for, um, probably a good, maybe four months or so. Um, she was involved in a really terrible, um, snowmobile accident back in last March. And, um, she has three boys. One of them, uh, her middle child has a disability called Angelman syndrome. So he's nonverbal. He has um, spasticity, a lot of trouble walking or especially going up or down stairs. Mm. Um, he weighs about, uh, I want to say like 60 pounds, maybe, maybe even a little bit more than that. And one of the tasks she ha- has to do or did do before the accident was basically carry him up and down the stairs. Um, and she, she told me, uh, about like maybe three days ago that it was the first time since the accident that she was able to carry him up and down the stairs. And I literally am looking at that text message and oh I started gosh. crying. I, was exactly. I, was like, I feel like I'm getting scared. Oh my God. It was, it was literally. And so that, that profoundness right there yeah. has been like just something that has uplifted me. Oh and, and I just feel so, so grateful and so thankful that I get to I get to help people like that and I get to fulfill their lives in, in that manner uh, and, and basically help, help them live their lives like, like well, you know, it's so cool. It's so, I love my job so much. And you can feel that Natalie, like I can feel your passion just like pouring out of you, like Mm -hmm. obviously in your voice, I'm sure listeners can hear that, but also just witnessing your facial expressions and like the tears Mm -hmm. in your eyes right now, like, oh, that's incredible and such a gift Mm -hmm. Um, because then your patients, anyone you come in contact with feel that as well and like your genuineness and passion for wanting to help them thrive. Um, That's amazing. Thank you for sharing that. Oh, of course. Yeah. So I'm sure some listeners are, you know, I I will have mentioned in the intro, you know, what you do, but will you share when you say patients? So you are owner and founder of um, a physical therapist for yep. abil- um, <laughs> Ability Allies. Um, I love that name. I'm sure, curious to yeah. know, like, A, how you came up with that name. And then I'd love to, re- like, rewind and hear when did you first know you wanted to become a physical therapist. Absolutely. Yeah. So um, Ability Allies was formed a couple years ago, um, a really passion of mine. I wanted to have my own practice pretty much forever. Um, I just wanted to make sure that I was going to do it all kind of quote unquote the right way. Um, Make sure that I have um, enough knowledge, background experience so that I can serve my patients to the up, utmost that I could possibly, you know, work work with them. And um, when I f- decided that okay, this is the this is the time I'm gonna start I'm gonna start this and and do this adventure. A lot of my um, perception of that of the name, um, which is very very important to me, 
was all had to do with, you know, what, what are we accomplishing here? What, what is the purpose of somebody coming to me? And it all really focused out at first. It was all about, you know, they want to move better. They want to get stronger. They want to be, you know, more capable and that the capability portion of it was really solidifying to me in terms of, you know, I can help someone move better. I can help someone get stronger. I can um, do do all of the things to help them in these little kind of micro ways. But what is the big picture here? What am I really doing? Um, and so the thought and the term of the capabilities and the abilities. So yeah. creating um, a sense of uh, um, that you have someone helping you, your ally in your abilities, either enhancing them or creating them or whatnot. Mm. Um, and so that was the that was the flow, the flow of it. And I remember when I first um, it, you know began thinking about the name, uh, it was like ability, you know, that was the first kind of thing. But then the ally par- portion of it was was so much more profound to me mm-hmm. to think that, you know, you are you are the one having the abilities. I'm just your helper. I'm just your guide in that. Um, and uh, and so that's where that's where the name basically basically stemmed from. And a lot of power there too. Like I feel like you had such clarity around it. Um, yeah. So yeah, that's amazing. A hundred percent. And I I had a friend who basically was like, because um, I was torn back and forth between just just doing ability or doing the ability allies. And I I forget the exact phrase that she used, but she basically kind of like downplayed the ability allies like on a in a purposeful way and then I re, I rebutted back in our conversation and I said you know what I really love that I really love the ability allies and she was like good because I just tested you yes. you know oh, that's <laughs> awesome yeah. that's like that's a really good friend right there yeah yeah really pushed you to also hear it I also love alliteration and I'm like it has a really good ring to it yeah <laughs> I don't know. yeah it's yeah like, yeah yeah so, um something like I imagine people see or hear about and remember sure so yeah yeah absolutely and then the ally like the whole idea of like you're walking this path with them you're right there you've got them you're you know um helping them to tap back into that power and strengthen their bodies absolutely yeah that support system like we all need our support system you know yeah um yeah and then as far as like basically what got me into the the whole profession um, when I was very, very young, um, I always knew, like, I just love helping people. It's always just such a drive in, innate inside of me. And um, so I always kind of was like, all right, I'm going to be a doctor or a nurse, you know. And then I found out or, or you know, came, came across that doctors and nurses have to deal with, like, you know, guts and blood and yeah. fluids and all <laughs> of that. Raise anatomy. Yeah, you know, like, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so I said, you know what? I'm like, I can handle that, but it wouldn't exactly be like my forte to like have that every single day, you know, of my career and whatnot. And truth be told, we were, my family and I were watching the movie Forrest Gump. And that scene where little Forrest has his like leg braces on mm. and he's being bullied and he starts running away and he's having trouble at first, but then the leg braces fall off and he can like run like the wind. And I literally stood up in front of the TV and I pointed and I said, that's what I want to do. I was like, if somebody can't run, I want to help them run. If they can't walk, 
I want to help them walk. If they can't throw a ball, I want to help them do this. And literally that was a spark in my life that changed me forever. I was like, this is exactly my calling of what I want to do. And we literally looked it up. Like what, what is this? What is this thing in, in medicine or health? How old and were you? I was 12 years old. Oh, my gosh. Yep. That's incredible. Yep. That's amazing. Yep, yeah. Um, so, yeah, we, we looked it up, and that, and that was – we found out, like, this is what physical therapy is and and whatnot. And so by the time I actually got it – got towards, like, college age, um, physical therapy had transitioned into a doctoral program. Yeah. Um, so I still get – I'm still a doctor. So there yeah, you go. Yeah, you got to be <laughs> still both. That yeah, yeah, that's yeah. amazing. Yeah. Wow, and at yeah. 12, so from that moment forward – were you, did you find yourself like researching, studying it, or just wanting to learn more about the body? Like, tell, tell us a little bit more. 100%. Yeah. I was like the weird person in sixth <laughs> grade, like b- busting out an anatomy book and doing projects on yeah. like the intercostal muscles. Oh my gosh, and people are like, what oh is God. this? I'm like, oh, <laughs> it's a muscle in between your ribs. It helps you breathe and this and that. And it's like all the things that people are like, nerd alert. Here yeah. we go. <laughs> That's but it was great because I was just, you know, that it was definitely was definitely a heated um, passion of mine. I loved like you know, helping um, teammates out if they were like little girls on in on field hockey team would mm-hmm. literally say, "Oh, my knee hurts. What do I do?" And I'm in like eighth grade, you and know. Like, oh, I can help. Yeah, yeah. this is yeah. how you stretch the muscle or whatnot. Oh my gosh, um, you were already you were already doing it. I loved it. I loved it. Um, And I had a couple of injuries too, you know, like every, every person, every athlete goes through. And um, yeah, there was a couple of injuries that I had gone through um, in high school that the doctor was like, oh, I think like he, he of course would sound almost so droll and like almost like a morbid, oh, I think you need to go to physical therapy. And I was like, yes. <laughs> You're all excited. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I get amazing. to go into it, you know? Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I basically, you know, had a fascination with the body, um, with like physical movement, um, kinetics, uh, which is basically like the dynamicy of like how how the body can move and function in terms of like physiological type of components and um, anatomical kind of components. Our muscles are made of pulleys and lever systems. So it's basically just understanding the mechanisms of all of that. Yeah. But then, like I said, when I when I in like later on into high school, um, I actually got to like go into physical therapy in terms of being a patient and um, understanding it from that perspective as well, which yeah. was just uh, oddly fun for me. <laughs> yeah. So what um, what was your first injury that you went to physical therapy um, for? So I had a partially torn uh, hip flexor muscle. Oh, wow. So um, in field hockey, there's a lot of like, you know, motions and all of that with um, the hips that we do. And um, we were doing a lot of like sprint work and um, squat work and whatnot. And I think my hip had just kind of had it. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I was sprinting and then all of a sudden my leg um, just wouldn't lift up anymore. And it had a weird like painful sensation to it. And I could turn my leg a little bit one way, but I could lift it up. So um, I knew that something was just wrong, like really, really tweaked with my muscle. Mm. Um, And so they did, uh, they did a couple of little tests with it and saw that there was like kind of a a really, really, really bad um, 
uh, you know, sprain to the muscle that uh, that just had to heal and get ultrasound and get stretched and and mend uh, mend with a little bit more help than than nothing. You yeah, know? yeah. Um, but yeah, so that was my first kind of like big injury for uh, for uh, from field hockey. There. Did you? Um, I, I'm just imagining you like closing my eyes, imagining you with your physical therapist, like just asking all these questions and nerding out there. Like, did you like your physical therapist, and did you oh, feel like yeah. you could? like dive in and just continue to ask questions and learn. Also. 100%. Yeah. yeah. That's yep. huge. Yep, exactly. And I remember too, they were kind of making a joke because I mean, junior, your junior year of high school, you know, like you're young and, you know, sometimes, sometimes maybe you'll listen to direction, maybe not, you yeah, know, but right. I remember they gave me, you know, five different exercises to do to help strengthen the, um, surrounding musculature on the injury. And, um, the next, week when I returned back for my next appointment, they would say, you know, I think I remember they almost like handed me the paper, like, okay, I know you didn't do any of these. So let's like look at the paper and just assume. And yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. And I, and I was like, okay, so for my straight leg raise, do I need to do terminal knee extension or can I have a soft? And they were like, who are you? (laughs) You know, what is going on? Yeah. Um, So yeah, I totally nerded out when I was with the, when I was doing PT. Yeah. Yeah. So Natalie, I mentioned this to you before we we pressed the record and started this, but I just love that you are that you the field hockey like you were field hockey extraordinaire. You were an Olympic qualifier, like that's incredible. And something that we share, I was definitely not to that caliber, but field hockey, I loved. I played it in middle school, high school, um, some in college, um, and I I also so I tore my ACL my senior year, our first game, um, my senior year in oh, high school, my goodness. and it tore all the way through. Um, but I have to say that I loved going to physical therapy. I loved my physical therapist and learning so much about my body. Um, I was really inspired by that and remember like treating it almost as if it was like a school project. I was like, I'm going to get, I'm going to get like an A plus on this and like put a lot of passion into my recovery because I also knew I wanted to be back out there playing or doing my other sports, um, as quickly and, you know, as strong as possible. But, um, so yeah, that's, that's so amazing that you, um, yeah, I just appreciate your sharing in that. And oh, I, I definitely, you know, I think that's when I first started to really connect to my body in a different way. I'd always been, um, athletically driven, but to learn like just a little bit more about my anatomy and my muscles and my ligaments and how things worked. Um, yeah, it's really cool. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. yeah. And then even like to your point too, about like, when you are a when you're a higher level athlete um, or elite level, whatever you want to call it, you know, it's like your your drive and your passion for uh, achievement in your sport. Um, and we're talking about people who you know competitively you know race or or like with collegiate field hockey or even high high school middle school field hockey. You're still you know you can you're still having that drive and that passion. You want to win. And those are um, my favorite patients right there. 
is that people who want to strive to a goal, um, people that which which the goal is of course a component of movement or athleticism, and honestly, it doesn't matter to me whether um, you are just trying to like get back into like your awesome like Zumba class or yoga class that you're doing for fun, or you're like um, a professional triathlete. Yeah. Any anything of those natures, everything in between and from one end of the spectrum to the other is exactly my ideal client of who. I want to work with. And to your point too of, okay, I have this injury, I have this setback. And so what is it going to take for me to get over this quickly, Mm -hmm. effectively, and um, productively, you know, to get back to your sport and get back to um, your goals of like what you, what you're trying to achieve um, athletically. But it also carries over into your personal life too, you know? totally. So that person with like the ACL tear, not only can they, you know, not run uh, as as best as they did before, but also thinking about, you know, lunging kind of down to pick something up from the floor, whether it's a baby, whether it's a cat, you know, (laughs) or um, just trying to, you know, get something and, and live your life. Um, but, uh, but yeah, that's a really great point about the, the athletes. Cause that's definitely what I, what I really love and enjoy, uh, treating people who want to move their bodies and, and want to, um, you know, be more capable in that, in that sense. Yeah. That's awesome. That's huge. That was me. One of my questions, like, mm-hmm. who do you love to work with the most? Mm-hmm. Um, can we expand or dive a little bit deeper into the mindset piece, Natalie? Mm-hmm. So like when you have a client, a patient come to you, um, and yeah, they're driven, they're, they're passionate. They, they have a vision of where they want to be, but I'm imagining like for some, it can also be, um, just like throw us off so much emotionally, right. It's all connected. Um, especially if someone is used to moving their body every day in, in this one way, and then they suddenly can't, um, what are some tools and ways that you help to support people to get kind of reconnect with that mindset that you're talking about? Absolutely. That's a great question. Um, I'm trying to, the first thing that comes to mind is actually a patient, um, that I had, uh, we started, um, later last year. So she was training for a marathon, um, had a pretty significant injury to her ankle. Um, additionally, she had history of injuries to like her legs in general, like, like hamstring issues and this and that. So it was kind of one of those things where, you know, it's like, it's like in the movies where you have all the odds against you, but you want to try to achieve this goal. And what I really like to do in terms of a mindset is um, we kind of think about a, a triage factor of like, all right, what do we need to take care of first in order for you to train? Mm. Um, because we need to put out these fires that are prohibiting you from even training in the first place because obviously if you can't train you're not going to be able to run like the 26 miles you know yeah and so it's all about strategy and planning and when patients have that comfort level of okay we have a plan we have a motivation we have a goal and um this is what it's going to take to get there they follow along um, it, the, I should say the likelihood of them following along are far greater than, um, just being like, well, let's see what happens, you know, let's just rest it and ice it or whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, no, we, we can't do that with our, with our athletes. Um, you know, they need direction. They need very specific guidance. 
um, there are a lot of athletes that I'm like, I don't want you running. Yeah. You know, you have to like kind of you, pull yeah. them back a little bit. Yeah. Exactly. And yeah. I will tell them, I will never tell you not to do something unless I feel like it would be detrimental to your goals. Um, so there are times where I will say, nope, we got to put a complete halt on this. Um, but most of the time it's about just finding them the appropriate guidance and direction. Um, educating them too, right? Oh yeah. Huge component. Huge. It's like people, if you just say to them, don't run, like you shouldn't run for the next week and you leave it at that, it's like, they're gonna go run. (laughs) They're gonna be like, well, what if I just run for five minutes? You know, what if I just try this out? But if you explain to them, this is the why, like, exactly. Yeah. 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 And I find that so beneficial and so favorable to helping people um, recover from their injury in such a more profound, like adequate way um, is that they understand the why, you know, the tendon is so inflamed right now, we need to calm this down. Um, or we're trying to build up the what's called a tensile load of the tendon. So no, we're not going to get into jumps right now because <laughs> we need to have that building block of the tensile load of the tendon. So we're going to be doing maybe like a squat with like raising up on the toes at first mm. instead. And then here's the next phase. And then here's the next phase. So I think also giving them the guide of the path of, okay, here's here's where we are. I had a patient joke around with me recently. They said, and it was maybe, it was towards the later end of their rehab. So maybe it was like, they were probably like 75% like done. And he says to me, he goes, you knew we would be here on my first day at this point now later in time. And I'm like, yeah, I mean, I hope, you know, like that's the plan. But he had this like aha moment like like you had this plan all along you saw the game board per se and you knew we wanted to go here and you knew what it took to get to each of these next levels um and it's like yeah that that's what that's what makes you like successful in someone's care is understanding those those components and and piecing them together so that it's appropriate for your patient to to exceed and excel, you know, and then your ability, there you go, using your word, mm-hmm. <laughs> but your ability to share mm-hmm. that, like I'm picturing like a, you know, almost like a, a map, you know, but like, not like a roadmap, it could be, but more like mountains and trails, but yeah. then the layers too. And your ability to share that, that trail guide, that map with them, um, that bring them right into the, the learning, the process is so huge. And that's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And how much more successful and hopeful for that as the patient, for me to open up that map and to show them this is where we're going versus me holding up the map saying, okay, we're going to go through the mountains and, you know, and, and then, you know, you'll be all set kind of thing. So, my style of practice is very much more of a shared journey. You know, I say that my huge expression I use all the time is your goals are my goals. Mm-hmm. Whatever you tell me is what what we are striving for to do, you know, together yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, talk mm-hmm. about like empowerment, mm-hmm. you know, which also yep. um, helps, I imagine, ease people right back into like, okay, I've got this. I can do this, yep. you know, versus yep. feeling kind of blind in the 
in like the passenger seat and unsure. So yep, absolutely, yeah. Yeah. absolutely. And I feel like too, not to like go down like pharmaceutical paths or whatnot, but a lot of times the feedback that I also get from patients is that sometimes a solution that is given to them is um, like pharmaceutical related, you know, like, um, or even just having that, that understanding of like, you know, something hurts, like, should I take Advil or Tylenol or, or ibuprofen or whatnot? And I'm, you know, I, I certainly am not um, an expert. I'm not a um, pharmacology major or, or pharmacist or whatnot. Um, So I leave those questions to the experts. Um, but in terms of the the line of the of the conversation of like you know sometimes it's frustrating for a patient to receive that as a solution because it is a blind factor you know it's like you know take these pills for a certain amount of time and um, you know hopefully you'll feel better kind yeah, of thing there's right. no there's no kind of solid solidified outcome of you know will I get better or won't I or you know, is it doing the trick or not? Um, when it comes to like an like an orthopedic injury kind right. of thing, yeah. Um, and sometimes, uh, sometimes it's it's helpful t- for patients to have a good understanding of like how to manage their own conditions with um, like what you were saying, the your empowerment. Sometimes you just need a little bit of knowledge or guidance on um, on how to recover from your own injuries holistically um versus kind of blindly taking something uh that that you're not you're not sure if it may or may not help you right yeah that makes me think too Natalie I'm, I'm imagining or picturing your ability to like or at least the feeling this that I'm getting is like really helping your patients connect with their bodies in a just in a much deeper way than perhaps some of them have ever connected to their bodies, you know, it, like, and so as, as opposed to, I know sometimes, you know, pharmaceutical, like medication can be helpful and important mm-hmm. or cortisone shots or whatever, but for the most part, you know, that those tend to be more temporary band-aids and you're really diving deep into the root of these injuries and, and the challenges with, with your patients. And also like, there's an add to me, there's just a, an energy there. Um, and so like, somatically having them learn to trust like what they're receiving those messages they're receiving in their body and then knowing how to respond um it's like a new language right a new dialogue yeah yeah, yeah. to engage in so yeah that's really really cool really inspiring absolutely yeah yeah and especially when it comes to like root causes you know um it's a, a lot of times when I'm investigating with a patient on what exactly is going on, because a lot of times an injury is not so cookie cutter. You know, it's not like I, I stepped on a rock while running and my ankle twisted inwards and now my ankle hurts. Oftentimes it's like, you know, I've, I, I've been training for, you know, my 5k and, um, you know, I don't, I don't know. My body just kind of started hurting, you know, and then I kind of woke up with a lot more pain in my leg than, than not, you know, than, or than before. Yeah. Um, so it's about like an investigative process. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like to look at the entire body, like what is going on and yeah, it's easy to kind of, you know, cross off some areas to say, all right, well, it's not this, it's not this, it's not this, but given the component that, 
you know, yeah, you had a history of back pain a couple of years ago. Your job is a bit more sedentary. You're now starting to train for your um, 5K um, and, uh, you know, in, in looking at your hip rotation, that strength is a little bit off and this and that. So just trying to do, like, do the detective work of sometimes things are not so simple. Yes. And yeah. Sometimes you need to look at a multifactorial, you know, components of somebody's body or um, movement patterns to see what exactly is going on um, so that you can find that root cause. Yeah. Um, and honestly, I that's another thing that I love about what, like treating patients and what I love about my job is that is finding the, those um, those those components in somebody's uh, injury status, if you will, and um, explaining to them, okay, we're gonna help with your pain right now, but I'm but this is the long term kind of thing where what we're really resolving is is, th- is these other kind of factors for for root cause there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. Yeah. I um I'm like listening to you. I'm like, yeah, I'm definitely I'm gonna definitely follow up and and uh, make an appointment with <laughs> sure, you because yeah. I feel like my body, yeah, it's wild. You know, to have like maybe an acute pain somewhere, but then know that okay, but this is definitely not my foot. This is definitely coming from a hip, or just like I can only imagine the way you like look up and down the chain. You know, and the the fascia lines and all that stuff. 100%. So, um, and I'd be happy to help you. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> I'm like, yep, all right, I'm following up with you. Um, speaking of, like, just different modalities and different, I guess, aspects of someone's body to look at from, you know, just the way, you know, they're built to their musculature, to their fascia, um, to their injury history. Like, what are some modalities? Um, I know that you you offer a few from, like, grass and technique to so I'm just curious for you to share with our listeners like different approaches and different modalities you weave into your physical therapy work 100% yeah um so I being like a kind of continued scholar that I am I just I love knowledge I think knowledge is power um I really pride myself in you know get in continuing my education post you know graduate and all of that so when um, when I got out of school, a lot of my driven my drive of certifications all really stems with like manual type of work. I really enjoy doing hands on kind of stuff. So even like some of the things that you mentioned, a lot of them are are hands on. You know, so Graston technique is um, uh, where you use these metal instruments that have special angles or special bevels on them. You kind of do a little bit of a scraping kind of method to the tissue, to, to your, someone's body, and you're going along fascial lines or you're going along musculature or tendons to try to release those globs of scar tissue. Um, oftentimes patients will feel like kind of little bumps uh, mm. where the deposits have kind of formed, like these little kind of fibrotic globs, if you will, that can uh, kind of glue or adhese either tendons or muscles uh, together and just prevent and restrict uh, freedom of motion and movement. Um, So Graston is huge. Like I I use that very, very frequently in in patients. Um, Any kind of like joint mobilization or um, deep tissue work, of course, you know, I I do all of those. Um, I have another certification in what's called the HESH method. So we'll label that as like a postural restoration 
So um, it is a very deep dive uh, into someone's bony alignment and how it, the bones and malalignments might correspond to um, other proponents of the body that can cause dysfunction. Oh, wow. So for example, um, someone might say, well, my, my back and my hip kind of hurt. Um, and so with the Hesh method, you're examining what is the alignment of the, L, of the lumbar spine, the L5? What's the alignment of the sacrum? What's the alignment of the innominate, which is your like pelvis bone um, and uh, the hip bone itself? So what oftentimes happens with patients is that they might like, you know, do a little spinal twist and get a pop in their lumbar spine and say, oh, yeah. that feels that feels better. Right. Yeah. Oh, I did it. You know, that was great. It got my crack. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And that's great. It is like it's it's grand and wonderful that you found something that, you know, was helpful. But then it creeps back, you know, and you're like, what is going on and, and all of that. Um, and so the Hesh method looks into all of those multiple components on, okay, if the L5 is rotated um, uh, in a specific direction, then what is going on at the sacrum? What is going on at the innominate bone? Mm. What's going on at the hip? So it addresses all of those things like a, like a domino effect. Um, uh, and so by treating all of it, it's almost like you're, you're kind of wiping the slate clean Hmm. and making sure that everything has its, its alignment factors, um, so that it's promoted for a successful outcome versus the risk of, okay, if you only treat one of those, the other ones are still out of, out of place, out of whack, you know? Um, so the, the Hesh method, I really use a lot for um, people with SI problems, people with um, lumbar problem, lumbar spine problems, um, women, you know, who are pre or postnatal. So that that woman who I was saying was 41 weeks, um, that's what I did with her. I did Mm -hmm. the HESH method. So that was two treatments. Um, And then, you know, it was a profound difference for her um, lumbar spine and SI and hips and whatnot. Um, And is this... um Sorry to interrupt, Natalie. Oh, is this okay. hands-on that you're yeah. doing, you know, some, like, manipulation almost? Yeah. yeah. So um, so your your hands-on is um, – it, it is very, very gentle. Yeah. Um, so it's not like a chiropractor where yeah. you're going to, you know, um, do what's called a grade 5 manipulation to get a pop. But your hands-on is more of, a, like, the assessment kind of. So you're looking at where exactly the bone structures are either aligned in the first place or where their movement patterns are restricted. Okay. Um, But sometimes you'll use props like um, a towel roll or something like that. Sometimes I'll do a leg pull if that's needed. Um, So, yeah. So this is all like hands-on kind of stuff. Amazing. Um, But, yeah. But like other things like cupping and dry needling, you know. Um, a lot of, a lot of my certifications and what I, what I enjoy doing with patients is, is manual based kind of work, um, hands-on, you know, uh, kind of techniques there. Yeah. Yeah. I love this because there's just also, you know, talk about like just the, the puzzle aspect, right? Each person you get to interact with they're built differently. Their history is different, their skeletal structure, you know, and you get to, um, bring and, and play with these different modalities to see what how their bodies respond and what's going to work for them. Um, and you really engage with them, but then it also sounds like you empower them to keep up with, obviously, kind of like you experience when you're in physical therapy, you know, like, here's your homework, <laughs> you know. Right, but, right. Um, but that's so cool, Natalie. That's really, 
That's really amazing. It's a lot of different modalities. Yeah, yeah. And I enjoy that too because it's almost like your tools in your toolbox, you Mm -hmm, know. mm -hmm. So um, just with with experience and and like you said, like with just getting to know the patient and getting to know how how their body is more structured and and functioning. So you might have one patient that, you know, I might not pick up a Graston tool at all with them because – it's more of like a joint mobilization, like their cap, the capsule of the joint, like their shoulder or their hips need to get pushed on to try to stretch it. It's more of an internal kind of um, uh, stretch to the joint that, mm-hmm. that's needed to help resolve their pain. And then there are other patients that I could grasp in them for like 40 minutes and, you know, and then we're doing these stretches and this and that and they're like, they're like, you know, that, that definitely helped. Um, but I still feel, you know, a little restricted or whatnot. So then it's about, okay, let's try dry needling, you know, that's the next component. And then we'll do dry needling. And I, it feels like I'm literally piercing through a rhinoceros hide. Oh my gosh. So then it's like, yep, we know why. Exactly. Um, and then, uh, you know, and then the profound, you know, oh my God, this is the best I've ever felt. And it's like, then you know what, what favors their body the best Mm -hmm. and what, what, what modalities you can use to help them at at their, to get to their most optimal level there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's incredible. So what, so what modality are you studying and learning right now? Or is there like, I'm just curious. Yeah. What's not to say what's next, but I know that you're Physically, your physical office space, um, you're reno- in the process of renovating, and that's super exciting. Um, but in terms of, like, so, yeah, speak to that as well as, like, what you're studying and learning right now. Sure, sure. So, yeah, so my last certification was in a very detailed um, foot mechanics oh, uh, cool. kind of course. And um, so it's called When the Foot Hits the Ground. And basically it's all about the components of someone's foot and ankle structure and their leg components that are creating them to have an optimal walk or run. And so it obviously goes, it was very specific specific for runners um, and how to treat common running injuries. And um, my my biggest, my funnest thing, which is going to uh, occur in Epping, in the, in the new space, um, is that it allows, uh, for you to do virtual, um, r- uh, gate analysis. Oh my gosh. That's so, incredible. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So it's so exciting. I've dabbled into it, into my clinic space now when, when appropriate, you know, for, for patients and some of my, like the, some of the uh, professional athletes that I see. So, and they've dug it. They're like, this is amazing. I can't, you know, I can't believe we didn't, necessarily see this before and it's so wonderful like like we've just talked about with our with our whole episode here it's like putting all of the puzzle pieces together educating the patient on what is going on with their injury and then this is specific towards obviously their running stride so basically we put the patient on a treadmill you do it um you can do it barefoot you can do it with sneakers and we have this special um, app that we could do it on an iPad or on um, your phone or anything. And you can calculate the angles of basically how their foot is being placed on the ground. So is their ankle turning inwards? So mm-hmm. that's the um, pronation there. Um, is their ankle very rigid and kind of keeping outward? So that's kind of a supinated foot. Um, and then what's happening at their knee? Is their knee angling inwards or outwards? What's happening at their hips? Are they dipping oh, here amazing. and there? Yeah. 
and you can actually put the lines on their video to show them, look, your right hip is angling down when your um, when your uh, left leg is on the ground. So that's a weakness of your glute meat on your left side with the propulsion of your running. So we need it's just a basically very data driven and calculated type of um, proponent that can guide your treatment but also give that visual aid to the patient. Yeah, I was about to say that visual, which is so powerful. Yeah. Yes. Yep, yep. Oh yeah, so that, that's that's the newest. Uh, Natalie, the newest I'm coming, like, I feel like you, <laughs> yeah. like you looked at me and saw exactly what's going on with my body because literally I just had this conversation. I was going to a great physical therapist um, uh, for a few months, and then my insurance you know, mm-hmm. st- you know, we stopped it for a little while. But for this reason, like I love running. I like it is my love since, since, you know, college sports. Um, and I would say since I've had kids on and off for the last eight, 10 years, like I just constantly battling calf strains. And then, um, to the point like where this last year I've, I'm running the least I've ever run since college because it's kind of translated into what I thought was plantar fasciitis, but I think it's posterior tip stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but basically what I'm learning is I've been running wrong, you know, and I know it's not so black and white, but my gate, like there's something wrong with my left side with the, where it lags and the way my feet land. So sure. this is so cool. I'm like, yeah. I want to see, I want to like, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm yeah. trying to like dissect it and figure it out. But uh, yeah, this Absolutely. is amazing. So, yeah. Anyway. Oh, so um, exciting. Yeah. That's yeah. very cool. Yeah, Very it's cool. a great it's a great versatile type of um like like equipment basically, you know. Yeah. It's like just something that is 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 so pro- can be so profound and even easy, you know? Yeah. It can be so user-friendly to show the patients these types of things and draw the angles and then say and and like how motivated would you be right if i showed you look this is what's happening and these are all this is all you need to do to fix it right yeah um another really cool thing is um with this um type of running uh uh application it also can give a guide, and now I do have to give a full full disclosure. I am not completely feeling one hundred percent versed in in this type of uh, um, uh, uh, suggestions to patients, which is. Um, like what footwear should I use? Oh yeah. Like right. I enjoy certain types of footwear, running footwear, but everyone's everyone's so different, you yeah. know. So yeah. if I tried on a pair of X footwear, and I might not like it because yeah. it's not like my foot is a lot wider than yeah. what they do, you right. know. Right. So um, people will ask suggestions, and I can give suggestions on like you know oh, this brand is would be good for you, this brand would be bad for you, or just not not exactly the best for you. But that's another thing that I really value in terms of something that I maybe don't feel as confident in terms of perfecting to give give the patient their very best yeah, options. Right. But that app and that and those applications can literally depict the puzzle pieces of what exactly is going on with the patient's ankle structure, um, the size and um, uh uh, method of how they of the size of their foot or the method of how they're hitting the ground and literally can say here are your top three choices of footwear wow you know so yeah. that is really cool on on my end to be like all right I have this awesome resource that I can 
you know, provide to you to, for you to try out, you know, and you're like, oh, maybe I was thinking of, you know, getting, um, Brooks or getting hookah or getting like Asics or Nike. Mm -hmm. Like I was thinking about getting this, but then this chart will say, okay, this is going to be your best, your best type of footwear for what you do and and what your, what your foot is doing. Oh, that's great. Super cool. Yeah. Like Mm -hmm. the positives of one of the positives of technology, right? Yeah. That that it's come to this and that you have that, um, clear data that I know so many people just, just, it helps. It helps them understand that people crave. So yeah, that's really neat. Yep. Yep. That's awesome. Yeah. So we've been just chatting and geeking out which I love it on um all things like the body and your work what I would love to know Natalie is like the day in the life of you right now you're a mom you have a four-year-old you're expecting another um congratulations so exciting what does a day in the life of you look like right now like for you what are some of your practices some of your um I guess like rituals or um your exercise like what's what are you doing for you these days self-care wise sure yeah yeah so um I would say life is crazy right now yeah. <laughs> <laughs> life is super crazy um yeah just I guess as as an example um so yesterday um I usually get up around like maybe around like six or so with my my four-year-old wakes me up every morning mama it's time to get up you know (laughs) yes and then he wants like you know can I have a cupcake no can I have a donut no you know (laughs) okay fine I'll have chocolate milk you know we always have this cute little conversation in the morning um but yeah as he's you know, kind of either eating his breakfast or we're getting ready. I'm, you know, packing up his lunch and um, get, just trying to get him ready to get out the door, get myself ready for the day, like looking up um, uh, my cases of like, you know, basically having the plan of the of the day. And um, I see patients uh, pretty much every hour unless something of a time crunch happens, in which case I, I can provide half an hour treatments, but it's not ideal. I, you know, we, we like the hour. Um, but yeah, then I had meetings at lunchtime. So, you know, worked through that and then uh, ended my, my patient's day at around 530 Oh, wow. And then yeah. I went to um, a, a race series uh, with a booth around six. Uh, and I got Still home. working with yeah. passion and yes. joy. But yes, it's a long day. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. Um, and uh, got home uh, probably around like 8.30. So that's probably, it's like one of my longer days. But, yeah. Um, but definitely, like, I, I'm a workhorse. I really, I really am. And sometimes maybe a little too much for my own good. So to your point of the self-care, you know, I definitely enjoy workouts and having um, a ritual, a schedule of like what days of the week am I working out and really committing to those times um, for myself and my health and my minds, my mindset as well. So I, I will schedule two um, like hit classes a week for, for myself, like usually, uh, in the morning and, um, and then I'll do one, uh, CrossFit type of class or, uh, yoga class, um, per week as well. So I try to work out places or doing them at home or going places. So that's nice. You get to like get out being community and yes. Yep. Yep. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that that's so, it's so wonderful to get up and get out there 
Um, it gives time. I, I tried doing the in-home, you know, kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, and then as obviously with, you know, with the pandemic and everything, we were, you know, we were home. I wasn't, I wasn't out doing anything then. Um, but it definitely, it, I missed the sense of community. Yeah. Um, and the sense of, uh, you know, um, social, right? Like yeah. the social aspect of it too. It's so energizing in its own way. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes, definitely. exactly. So I think it's so important for people to, you know, know like what your expectations are for yourself um, and not putting too much pressure on yourself, but doing what you can, doing what you're comfortable with. And um, admittedly, I think that I do a little too much. Like people will say like, you know, how do you do it? I'm like, I don't know. You know, how did I graduate with a doctorate while playing D1 field hockey and playing for like the New England national team or the Olympic qualifiers? Like, I don't know how I did it. I just did it. Yeah. I just love it. So, you know, you just continue with your passion and you, you know, you'll, you'll do, you'll, you do what you can, you know, you do what you can. Well, and, Mm -hmm. and feeling once again, like kind of how we started Natalie coming back to that passion, like the minute you just said, I love it. Like you can feel Mm -hmm. that. And I think as long as that, like, I'm going to be cheesy and use it as a, like in my work, like that's, that's like such an important, it's an essential ingredient. If you don't have that joy or that love, like pouring out of you toward that, then, then you probably would feel it more. Or like your body would be talking to you more. Like, you know, you would shift things. So, um, I, that's amazing. Like what, so when you say like a once in a while, you're like, okay, once in a while it might be too much. Like, is there, um, it does your physical body tell you that? Or like, when do you know that? Okay. What, what signs are you getting? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I had a, I had a patient this morning ask me if I cry, like if I ever cry, you know? Mm. And, um, because she, I think that she was talking to me like, um, cause she, she follows me on like, um, Instagram and what, and social media yeah. and whatnot. And she was, and she knew, um, like my schedule per se. And so she was kind of putting everything together and saying like, like, she's like, I literally would cry, you know? And I'm like, it's okay to cry. Like, it's, yeah. that's no problem. Yeah. There's, you know, there are definitely times where, you know, when I, when I get overwhelmed, um, yeah, I kind of like, I kind of shut down a little bit. Yeah. You know, my body will be like, all right, like lay down for just a little bit or quiet your mind. Um, uh, so I definitely, it's like, it's honestly like a, like a reboot, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. I'm not a napper. I've never been a napper. Yeah. I, I wish that I was. My husband naps so well, yes, I can relate. Yes, <laughs> and, yeah, and um, and that's wonderful. You know that 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 they can you can recharge and this and that, um, but yeah, it's like it's definitely like you know sit and rest, um, kind of like recalibrate your body and recalibrate your mind, even if it's for like five to ten minutes. Yeah, you know. Totally. Um, I love going outside too. Mm. So, um, there are definitely times where, um, if I have free availability on my lunch, um, even though I'm like semi working, I'll go outside and like take a phone call and like walk my dog, you Mm. know? Um, so at least I'm like walking, I'm outside and, um, I can still be on a phone call with a patient, like checking up with them after like their total knee replacement or, 
something like that. And the phone call's not forever, you yeah. know? It could yeah. be a five-minute phone call during my, like, 15-minute walk. Yeah. Um, and that's all That's all good, you know? Yeah, you're still connecting, doing something that you know just feels so important, checking in on this patient, but then also soaking up some vitamin D and yeah. outside. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I feel like, too, like, one thing that I feel maybe, like, I guess um, selfishly is, like, if anything goes wrong in terms of like my body, I feel really grateful that I, that I kind of know how to fix it, you know? So Mm -hmm. it's like, if my neck starts hurting, um, I can like, you know, assess my neck and say, all right, well, is this a facet problem? Like, is this something that's a kink in my neck? Did I sleep wrong? Or is this just something of a muscle, you know, strain or, or, or maybe a knot that I need to work out? Yeah. So it's like, you grab your little, like, Theracane and you can press on your trigger points. Mm-hmm. Okay, did that work? Yes or no? And if if no, like I'm going to get a massage. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm very much like a like get it done, get that, get that resolved so that you're not just sitting and suffering yeah. while you're doing that. And um I think that that type of energy, if you want to say, is so important in being able to do everything that you want to do, like having an active lifestyle, caring for your family, your, you know, and, and you're doing your job and all of that. It's like, you need to be a well-oiled machine in order to perform like a well-oiled machine. Yeah. So that's a component that I feel is also a huge piece of self-care is like if I'm starting to feel that little bit of breakdown in my body, it's like it is a quick resolve, you know, um, versus letting it sit and fester and, oh, I'll get to it later. It's like, no, we're going to – we're solving this now kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. yeah. I love that you use that analogy of the volume machine because I feel like it's one that I come back to with people as well, with my clients around their physical body, but also, you know, with nutrition and nourishment and, and their mindset is like – you know, how often people care for their cars and they get those, those regular oil changes and like, and fuel it with gas. And like, so kind of using that like analogy of like, okay, or, you know, what's maybe missing from your nourishment, you know? Yeah. Um, and, yep. and the other thing you had me thinking about, uh, Natalie was like, cause I can so relate to your, your energy, your passion, your, like your drive and your kind of your routine, you know, like I definitely am more of like a go-go person. Um, and my yoga practice and teaching has really taught me, like I used to, when I first started practicing yoga, I'm talking back in my twenties, you know, actually out of, in, you know, injury prevention and recovery. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was really drawn to the more power classes, the like, you know, the more intensive, like athletic style yoga classes. And I quickly learned and was humbled and realized like what my body, what my mind just probably need more than anything is actually the the yin style, you know, to yep. slow down, to, to like really like sit in, in some discomfort in these postures and breathe into my tissues. And, and just, that's just the importance of the slow down and that contrast for the balance. So yeah, you know, just thinking about that when you were talking about even just slowing down on a walk. That's so wonderful. That's so insightful too. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Yeah. And I think I've really enjoyed too, like, you know, seeing what your business relays, you know, on your website, on your social media accounts and all of that. And what I've really admired about you and your practice is like, 
I can see that from you. And it's, it's really wonderful as, as a, in, in the health and wellness field, when you kind of collaborate with somebody who's so like-minded and it's so wonderful. Like, like I would be completely comfortable sending a patient to you, even if they're not one, they're 100%. I'm like, Annie's got you. Like she, she will read your soul. She will, you know, she will, she'll take it from here. You know, it's great. And then even like the diversity of your, um, of your, your, your practice, basically, like how you can do yoga, you can do like strength training, resistance training with your clients, and you can do nutritional consultations. So I love that. And I value that in fellow um, people in the health and wellness field, because it's like, you know, when you have a team approach to patient and client care, and you, you kind of have your, have your people, right? Like the people who are just so similar and, Mm -hmm. uh, it's a great referral based resource to say like, you know, this is, this is who you got to go, you know, you know, go see and stuff like that to, to continue your journey. Thank you, Natalie. I so appreciate that because I feel the same way. I'm like just smiling, thinking about, um, all these people I want to send to you. And also just, yeah, that piece of teamwork, because my, my deepest belief is like, we, we all, you know, and I'm thinking about the health and wellness industry, like we all have something to offer and I love being able to lift one another up and, and work together. Like my, I just love collaborating, you know, and my belief is, um, like the more one individual who's trying to heal or work on something or an injury, the more, uh, powerful, like, um, cohesive team they have around them. Like that's, you know, that's going to help them thrive. And as you say, like, really live well, you know? Yeah. So one of my favorite phrases these days is like training for life. Like I think we're all, you know, whether you're like an avid athlete and you have, you're, you know, training for a triathlon or a race, um, or you're, you know, just wanting to move throughout your everyday, you know, just daily functional movement, like with, with less pain or no pain, like we're all, this is about training for life, you know? Yeah. So yeah. yeah, I'm so grateful that we've, connected more because like we're definitely aligned yes (laughs) so yes yes 100% yeah so amazing um so I'm really curious to know like going back to field hockey what position did you play um I I actually played everywhere really so my joke is well I loved forward I played I should say I play forward most of my career um one and side or middle or both or both all. yeah okay. yeah right. I was like I was kind of like diverse if you will yeah. um they would kind of put me like wherever um but uh but yeah I was I was glory you know I, I wanted to <laughs> score the goals I wanted to like you know or like just contribute to like yeah you know the up whole, there like yeah in the action exactly yeah. like oh. all the forward motions and stuff like that like that was definitely you know um, uh, that was, that was so much fun to, to, you know, do all, to do all of that. And then, um, in high school and going into college, like it was more of like a mid, like forward and midi type of thing. Okay. And then my joke is that when I got older, I just got slower. <laughs> like I just was not as fast as the little sprinters that were coming in. That's fast and feisty, right? It's oh, like yeah. those young, like Exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and uh I was I was more of like an endurance kind of like I could like easily last the whole game and do, of course, like field hockey is very um sprint, sprint rest kind of thing. Um, so the intermittent, you know, uh uh kind of 
fast paced that you need it to be. Um, but, uh, yeah, so the, so towards the end of my, um, career in, uh, more the collegiate sport, I played more of like center back. Oh, wow. Um, but what was fun was like, I, so the, in terms of the mental, you know, strategies and whatnot, being a forward so much in my early career, it was like, I knew where they wanted to go. So, what I needed to do to basically block them to the extreme of like where they wanted to go. Um, uh, so that, that was really cool. You you know, that whole different like lens and insight on that. That's so cool. Sure. Yeah. 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 So, so yeah, but I do, I do have to say that forward was definitely my, some of my favorite, my favorite times. Yeah. It was really cool. Yeah. Oh, that's so fun. Yeah. That's awesome. Do you ever see yourself playing or do you, have you played in your adult life or recently? Yeah, yeah. So I played, um, uh, I did play for some rec, you know, programs and whatnot, which was really, really fun. Um, I played uh, for um, a couple of like post-collegiate club teams. Um, Again, not like, not, I guess, too, too uh, much, you know what I mean? Um, just, Just for fun kind of thing. And then it was funny because um, I had a friend reach out to me somewhat recently to say like, oh, we need somebody, you know, tonight. I know, you know, I haven't, we haven't, uh, you know, had you play in a while, but, but for, but would you be able to play, you know? And so um, I went back out there for two games and secretively we were pregnant with this guy right here. So my husband was like, what are you doing? Yeah. yeah. And um, and not that it's bad to, you know, participate in in sports and whatnot, but I think he was more along the lines of like he he knew that if I did this, I would You're all in. I was all go. in. Yeah. You know, I'd be like, they would have to be kicking me out. Like, Nat, you're in labor. Can you like leave the field and go to the hospital? Um oh but my gosh, uh, that's amazing. But so so I did play in two in in a few games like somewhat recently and oh my god talk about like a rhinoceros amongst gazelles it was just like <laughs> I was like trudging along like my mind knew what I wanted to do and right. my my old body is not <laughs> cooperating um, oh my god yeah similarly to so the humbling right yeah. so humbling it was just like like I was telling you early with the pull up you know yeah yeah like early in my pregnancy I was like oh I did pull-ups you know and whatnot and now like you know five months later I'm trying Hanging to do the bar like up. okay come on yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah 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 I just love that you go for it though yeah and like yes so relate to that fire oh yeah and it's so true it is so humbling I mean my kids I laugh with them because they're both really they've gotten a lot into soccer and you know when they have the parent um well, more my daughter. I don't think like fifteen year olds. They don't really do the parent kid games anymore. But um, but yeah, with my daughter, it's like the last time I did a parent kid game, and I was like so excited, but I was so freaking winded and so tired. And I was like, oh man, all these like all these interval sprints. Like I don't know. I haven't done this in a while, and right? I was so sore the next day. Like it's just it's so funny. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. So. I think that it definitely needs to. I know there's like some like adults. Uh, 
games, if you will, you know, like there's like a sport and social club or something something like that, you know, but I like, it definitely makes you value, you know, like, like kind of like group sports and and how fun it is to have like a a fun competitive nature and how you can have a great workout playing basically you know you're playing it's, fun games yeah it's so much about the playfulness that I I do I miss the team sports I've looked into like Seacoast United like field hockey around this the Seacoast yeah. area um, I have to say like when I learn that they practice or play at like nine or ten at night that's when I'm like Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm really old, actually. Like, I'm usually in bed by... Sure. <laughs> so it is it's right. so funny, like, realizing that piece, too. Right, right. But yeah. 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 That's funny. Yeah. Well, this has been such a joy. Like, I really, mm-hmm. really loved hearing more about um, your story. And, I mean, just the fact that it was that moment watching Forrest Gump that you were like, yes, yes, this is it, yep. you know? And then getting to hear about your practice and your... this beautifully powerful and thriving growing business alongside growing another baby oh thank you yeah is um I guess like the biggest question is where can people I know there are going to be listeners like so wanting to reach out to you Natalie so where can people find you absolutely um so uh one of the funnest I guess ways to see see my content and um and and get a hold of me is um through social media so I can be on found on Instagram at Ability Allies, and then uh, Facebook, same thing, at Ability Allies is my page. And then um, my website is www.abilityallies.com. And then if people ever want to um, email me directly, it's hello at abilityallies.com. And I am a very, like, you know, open person. So, I mean, even if literally, you know, maybe you're not even seeking um, specific physical therapy treatment, you just have a question about your body or about something that is happening, maybe with your running stride or anything, please, please feel free to reach out. Um, I'm always happy to answer questions or uh, collaborate with anybody, you know, in the, in the community who just wants either more knowledge or um or just to get together to chat and whatnot yeah i love it i love it well thank you so much this has been just an absolute blast and uh, i'm so excited and happy for you in in all the ways so thank Thank you you so much sandy thank you so much for having me this was wonderful yes this is great